0: Hello and welcome back to the Bears Rant Podcast and just when I thought the Bears season was over the Los Angeles Rams said no. They had other plans. They beat the Arizona Cardinals which propelled the Bears into the playoffs. The Bears Bears controlled their own destiny and could have gotten in on their own merit but they could not beat the Green Bay Packers to achieve that. So regardless, Here we are, the Bears are in, and they play the Saints on Sunday. I am your host, Ken Marshall. This is the Bears Rant Podcast, so today we're going to talk about the playoffs. Now this is the Bears' second playoff appearance under Coach Nagy, but unlike then when it appeared that the Stars might have all aligned properly and that they were poised for a deep run, maybe even a Super Bowl championship, uh, this year it feels very different, right? The uh, They only got in because the Rams won uh, their game against the Cardinals, so they backed in, relying on help from others than on the strength of their own work. They will face the Saints, as I said on Sunday, in the wild card round. And they faced the Saints earlier this year in a game that the Saints won in overtime. Now, the good news for the Bears is that the defense played an inspired game against Alvin Kamara that, that game. Uh, who is one of the most explosive backs in the the league, holding him to just 67 yards. Now, Kamara was tested positive for COVID and was out uh, in Week 17 this this year, but uh, in Week 17, he torched the Vikings for 155 yards. So if the Bears are going to have a chance, they're going to have to play an inspired game again uh, against Kamara, assuming that he's able to return Now, the bad news for the Bears is that that game earlier this year was the Saints' first game without Michael Thomas, who happens to be one of the most electrifying wide receivers in the game. Uh, It was their first game without him, so they were learning how to function without him. Uh, There is a chance that he returns from IR this week, and... The worst news for the Bears is that they have been without starting corner Jalen Johnson and starting Nickelback Buster Screen for weeks now, and there's really no update as to whether or not they're going to be able to go this week. Now, their backups struggled against Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers this week, so uh, it does not bode well for them if they have to go with the backups against Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Now, the first time around, Foles was the starter, and he actually had a decent day with 270 yards and two touchdowns, but he also threw an interception. Now, overall, it took a very good team effort, and I say that with purpose, team, all-around effort to lose in overtime. So a very good team effort to lose in overtime, right? To a very good Saints team that was without a star player for the first time. It's going to take a perfect performance for the Bears to get a victory this time, especially against Breeze at home where he generally plays lights out. In the end, I expect this game to play out similar to the game against the Packers where they stick with them for a while, but in the end they're playing against a Hall of Fame quarterback, and that's going to make the difference. They're not going to be able to keep up. I expect the Saints to come out and fire and test that defense, especially the back end, early and often. I expect the Saints to uh, score their average of 30. And I expect the Saints to win 30-17. to 17. But let's talk bigger picture. The Bears still have decisions to make at GM, head coach, and quarterback. Now let's start with the coach. Ian Rappaport reported on Sunday that Nagy is safe, and I have to agree. Regardless of how they got into the playoffs, the Bears have reached the playoffs in two of Nagy's three years as the head coach. Now, while we all agree that the offense is not produced to the level that we all expected when he was hired as the head coach, the fact of the matter is that they've gotten there two out of the three years, and he's eight games over 500 over that span. But, I will encourage you to read Brad Biggs's 10 Things article this week in the Chicago Tribune. He goes into a little more depth on the Bears record against teams with winning records over that three-year span, and I have to say it's not pretty. But in the end, the ownership has never fired a coach after a playoff appearance, and I don't expect him to break character now. I don't see Nagy being anywhere but on a Bears sideline next season. So let's talk about the quarterback and the general manager. We're going to start with the quarterback because these are the answers that the general manager has to find. Can you win with Trubisky? Do you want to bring him back? If you bring him back, can you get him at a reasonable rate and for how long? I think it's clear that he's not going to live up to the draft status and become a star in this league, but you could probably win with him under the right circumstances. You have to have a lot of rollouts, you have to have a lot of read options, you have to cut down his reads in the field. He has limitations, but that doesn't mean you can't win, without him, win with him. You certainly can. You just have to be a better team overall in order to do that. So as the GM, do you think you can build that, right? Can you make the offense better? overall in order to support him? Can you make the offensive line more effective? Can you make the running back more effective? Can you get a little more speed? Can you get a little more playmaking out of that position? Montgomery is really good. Tre Cohen is a really good complementary player, but neither has that breakaway speed where they could score at any time. It's a, it's a piece that's missing. You also don't have a lot behind Allen Robinson at wide receiver. And you may not even have Allen Robinson because he's a free agent. So you've gotta have a makeover there. So it takes a lot to create an effective offense that you can win with Mitch Trubisky. But that doesn't mean that you can't win with him in the short term and use him as your bridge quarterback. Another question that has to be answered by the GM is, is that something that you wanna do or do you just wanna cut now and live with the consequences of either playing with Nick Foles or trying to find another free agent or trying to find something in the draft. You're not going to get one of the top players in the draft. You're not going to draft high enough to do that and I don't think you have enough draft capital period to move up unless you start mortgaging multiple years in the future and as ownership I would hope that they would not want to do that. So Those are all questions you have to answer. The bigger question for ownership is, do you want Ryan Pace to be the guy that has to find those answers? Now, me as a fan who's been watching closely, I would say no, but that's not really the M.O. of ownership. They've got a winning team right now. They've won enough games in two of the last three years to make a playoff appearance. Yes, the GM has missed big at the quarterback position, but they've still gotten there. I could see them riding this out for another year and seeing where it goes. I just hope that if that's the way that they go, that they put limitations on his power. Don't let him mortgage the future to try to win now. Because if it doesn't pan out, then you are in a very bad position next offseason trying to find a new GM and a new head coach when you don't have a star quarterback and you don't have draft capital to try to go get one. So we'll see how it all plays out. Hopefully we'll be talking to you again next week with the Bears' victory. I'm not counting on it. As I said earlier, I think that the Saints win 30-17. If there's big news that comes out of Hallis Hall next week, I will certainly come back to talk about it. Otherwise, I'm on break until the spring when the new league year begins. Thank you so much for listening all these months. And I will talk to you then. Bye.